0: Central family. Hey, I'm so excited. This weekend, one of my dearest friends and one of the most amazing speakers on planet Earth is here with us, and that is Pastor Herbert Cooper. He's in the house. He's going to be bringing an incredible word, and he's going to inspire you. He's going to move you, but most importantly, he's going to point all of us to God. I'm always so honored when Pastor Cooper can come and share a message of hope with us, and so I'm thrilled that this weekend he is here. Uh, Pastor Cooper has been a part of the the central family for many years, an extended part of it. Uh, he pastors People's Church in uh, the Oklahoma and Indianapolis area. They have many locations. They're taking a lot of ground for God and for good. Uh, he and his wife Tiffany have several incredible kids, and are, they're just remarkable, remarkable people. So let's give a huge, warm Central welcome. You know how we do it. Let's go all out for Pastor Herbert Cooper. What's up, Central? How you doing today, everybody? Come on, put those hands together for Jesus. Come on, would you give Jesus your best praise? Come on, would you give it up for Jesus? Hallelujah. Ah, oh, it's so good to be back. At Central, what a place. What a church. Come on, aren't you glad to be about a part of a church where lives are being changed every single day, every single week? I mean. All the life change, the people being set free from addictions, people being healed, relationships being restored, uh, community outreach, feeding thousands of people every week through outreach, all that's happening across campus life at every campus and how God is moving, it is just incredible and it really is an honor to be back at Central. I consider this home away from home. I really do, homo, and I timed it perfect, because it's not 110 degrees. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I got here on the right weekend. Yes, yes, and I, I love your pastors. Um, I just Every time I'm here, I just have to say it, because it's just sincere from my heart. Uh, they're dear friends. They're the real deal. They're full of integrity. They love God. They love you. The same people you see on the stage are the same people off the stage. And I'm just grateful for Judd and Lori and what they mean to Tiffany and I. And a matter of fact, a couple of months ago, I texted Judd, I was going through a struggle, and I texted him and I said, I need to talk to you. And within minutes, Judd called me and, and I talked and he, and he helped me and prayed with me. And that's the kind of pastor you have. He preaches the thousands, but takes time for the one all the way in Oklahoma because he's that kind of a guy, that kind of a heart. And I honor you today, Judd and Lori. We love you guys. And my wife was unable to make it with me, my my better half, my sweet thing, my baby mama, my boo thing. Every time I see her, my heart goes pitter-patter, let me at her. You know what I'm saying? my wife will be 22 years in december she's back home home down the fort with our four children but she does send greetings from oklahoma city and i'm excited about this series all the fields all the fields because you and i just have a range of emotions. We have a range of feelings, that, that a wide variety of feelings that just take place on the inside of us. And so I want to talk to you just in this theme, in this series, All the Feels. And there was a wealthy man in California, and he had a very large swimming pool, and inside of the swimming pool, there was a shark. He actually had a shark that he was taking care of in his swimming pool, and he loved to host guests at his home, and oftentimes when he would have the guest at his home, he would, he would go outside and uh, stand around the pool, and he would tell all of his guests, if, if one of you jump in the pool, and you can swim across the pool when, without getting eaten by the shark, I will give you one of three things. It's your choice. You can either select $10 million, or you can select half of my estate, or you choose any home that you want to live in, and I will buy it for you, and it was one day he was having one of these parties at his home, and he had all of the guests around the pool, and he begins to tell them the spiel about what he would give them if somebody would swim across the pool, and as he was in the middle of talking, the next thing you know, splash, and there was a man swimming across the pool. I mean, he was in panic mode, he was—and he was not— dressed in the proper attire. He had a suit on, a tie on. He was suited and booted. He was not ready to swim through a pool, but he was swimming as fast as he could. The shark caught, saw him and started chasing after the man. He was going crazy, and he gets to the end of the pool. The shark is on his heels. He jumps out the pool, and the shark hits his head on the pool. And the wealthy man said to him, you're the first person that has ever jumped in that pool and took me up on that offer. (laughs) He said, what what do you want? He said, you must want the $10 million. He says, the man said, "No, no, no, thank you. He said, you must want half of my estate. The man said, no. No, thank you. He said, well, well, you must want me to buy you a brand new home. Which home do you want? The man said, no, thank you. The the wealthy man was puzzled, and he looked at him, and he said, well, what do you want? He says, I want the name of the person who pushed me in. (laughs) A brother one planted on getting in that pool. Who pushed me in? (laughs) Have you ever wondered who pushed you into temptation? Have you ever wondered who pushed you into sin? Have you ever wondered who pushed you into the addiction? Where do all of these feelings of temptation come from? Who pushed us in? It seems like every day we wake up, temptation is chasing after us like a wild animal, chasing after its prey. I mean, come on, somebody besides me, temptation will jump on you, and you just want to slap somebody. You know what I'm talking about? You're just like, I just want to hurt you today. You know what I'm saying? It's like, where does that come from? Where, where does it come from? You, you ever have that temptation? I mean, these feelings on the inside, and you, you just want to cuss somebody out. You know, you know, you know so I just want to tell you right now, some, some, some of you did it this morning. I already know. Right. Yeah. You, you, just want, you just want to tell somebody off? Or, or where, where do all those feelings come from to, to want to gossip about somebody? You know, I have that come on me sometimes, that feeling. I just want to gossip, you know, but I'm a pastor, so I say, I'm just telling you this so that you could pray about it. And uh, I mean, where does that come from? <laughs> You know that, 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 that feeling to want to lie to somebody or to want or to up one-up somebody to, to make yourself look better than them. Or, or maybe you're scrolling through social media and you're looking through Facebook or through Instagram and that feeling comes on you and you just think, I hate you. <laughs> Is that really where you live? You really went the vacation? You drive? I hate what you drive. You, you ever have those feelings come on you? But where do all those feelings come from that says, I just got to have a little bit more? If I just get a bigger home or a bigger car or just a little more money, I, I'm telling you, ha- I just need a little bit more. Where do those feelings come from? Or, or, or maybe you're like me, one bowl of ice cream is not enough. I need two, sometimes three. Where does it come from? Have you ever thought to yourself, is God tempting me? Is God pushing me? Where where do all of these feelings come from? And for the next few moments, Central, I want to give you some biblical tips to help you overcome temptation. My goal today is that you would leave today winning over temptation. I want you to win over temptation. Where do all of these feelings come from? Who pushed us in? And before I tell you who pushed us in, let me first of all tell you who's not pushing us in. Number one is this. God never tempts you. God never tempts tempts you. All of those feelings of temptation never come from God. James chapter 1 and verse 13, kind of a key verse for our time together, says, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Temptation never comes from God. God does not tempt you. He does not tempt me. Why? Because God cannot be tempted because the Bible says God is holy. Let me read this to you in First Peter chapter 1 and verse 15 says, but just as he who called you is holy, talking about God. So be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. God is holy holy and and that word holy can kind of be a churchy word but all that word means is to be separate or to be cut off so so god is separate from evil he's he's cut off from evil there's nothing on inside on the inside of god that even desires evil. First John chapter 1 and, and, ver, and, and verse 5 says this. I want you to understand this about your great God. It says, this is the message we have heard from him. And declare to, to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. There is not an ounce of darkness inside of God. Not an ounce of of evil not 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 of ounce of of sin god is completely holy he's completely pure he's completely righteous and there would be some that would say well well, well herbert I, I read in the bible or or i've heard that jesus was tempted and if god cannot be tempted why, why was Jesus tempted? Well, well, you're true. that That's really a true statement, that Jesus was tempted. When Jesus left heaven and came to earth, he, he put on this flesh just like you and I have on flesh. And so Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. He was fully man and he was fully God. And he was tempted just like you and I are tempted today. But I want you to notice what the Bible says about Jesus in Hebrews 4. Before. And verse 15 it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who was who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. So Jesus came to earth and when he, he put on this house suit and he was tempted in every way just like you and I are tempted. But the Bible says he never sinned. Aren't you grateful that we serve a Savior who has overcome every sin, every temptation. Come on, he's victorious. I said Jesus is victorious. I said Jesus is victorious over every sin, every temptation he overcame, and now he's seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will never be tempted again. And here's what I want you to understand. God never, ever tempts you. He never pushes you in because God can't even be tempted himself. Will you say, Pastor, where does it come from? Herbert, where in the world does temptation come from? Let's talk about that for a moment. I want you to win today over temptation. So let's learn about who is pushing us in. Number one is this, the devil. The devil. Just look at your neighbor and say, he's not talking about you. Go ahead and tell him that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and tell him that. Somebody needed to hear that today. The scripture says in Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 1, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Understand this, Central. Just because the Spirit of God leads you, just because God leads you to a place does not mean that you won't be tempted by the devil. You can be exactly where God wants you to be and, and, and experience severe temptation. You can be in the middle of God's will and still experience temptation. John chapter 13 verse 2 says the evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, had already tempted Judas, had already enticed Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to portray Jesus. The devil is the tempter. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 5, this is referring to married couples. It says, do not deprive each other, referring to intimacy, except perhaps by mutual consent and for time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So you and I face temptations, those, those cravings, those appetites, those desires. It's pushing us and, and the devil tempts you and I. He's trying to push you and I. But I also want you to understand that we face temptation, number two, from the world. From the world. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 10 says, for Demas... Because he loved this world, has deserted me, and has gone to Thessalonica. So, so understand this, the things that, that, that tempt us, one of them, the devil tempts us. And also, the world tempts you and I. And whenever we give in to the world's temptation, we will find ourselves putting distance between us and God. And that's what this verse refers to. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15 says, do not love God the world, or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything, notice this, in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of eyes, the pride of life, comes not from the Father, comes not from God, but from the world. So the things of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the Bible says it's not from God. There, there, there's some desires that you have are not from God. They're, they're from the world, and and they tempt us. Romans 12 in verse 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, or the customs, or the traditions of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Bible says the world will tempt you. They have a lot of customs. They have a lot of traditions in the world. They have a lot of patterns in the world. But the Bible says, don't give in. Don't Conform to the world. The world tries to tempt you and I. It pushes us into temptation. So we've got the devil, we've got the world. This third thing, some people don't know anything about this, and I want to help you win over temptation. Here's the third thing that pushes you and I, and that is the flesh. Come on, everybody shout, the flesh. Notice this, Central. I want to help you today. I want to help you win over temptation. James chapter 1 and verse 13 says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Check this out, Central. Don't don't miss this. You and I are tempted by our own desires. Every one of us have desires on the inside of us that are not from God. Our own desires, our own appetites, our own cravings tempt us But understand something, you and I, we have cravings and desires, that try to tempt us, but thank God, we don't have to give in to those desires, but when we do, if you've given in to temptation, if if maybe you're being severely tempted, maybe today you find yourself addicted, here's what I want you to know. You can overcome every temptation. You can overcome every sin. God always provides a way out. I want you to catch this. God always provides a way out. There's hope today. God always provides a way out. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13 says, no temptation, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. And God is faithful, he's faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. God always provides a way out of every temptation, no matter what you're facing today. There is a way out. I need a little audience help today. Come on, find two people and just tell them, there's a way out, go ahead and find People. Say, there's a way out. There's a way out. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care the temptation. I don't care the addiction. There's a way out. There's a way out. There's a way out. Central Family, I want to get real practical with you now. I want to get real practical, and I want to talk to you about how do we overcome all the feelings of temptation. How do we overcome all of these feelings of temptation? Let me help you today. Number one is this. Resist with your word. Resist with your word. When I say the word, I'm meaning God's word, the Bible. You see, when the devil tempted Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, here's what Jesus did. Every time the devil tempted him, Jesus quoted the word. He quoted the Bible back at the devil. And I want you to notice when Jesus quoted back, it is written. Here's what the Bible says. I want you to notice what the devil does. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 11, it says, Then the devil left him, and angels came and and attended him. The the, the devil left Jesus when Jesus quoted the word. And some of you today would say the devil has been bothering you. He's been messing with your family. He's been messing with your money. He's been messing with your marriage. He's been messing with your children. He's been messing with you at your job. He's been messing with you at your school, at college. He's been messing with you. And what you need to do is to break out God's Word, is to quote a scripture on the devil. You need to use the Word of God. The Bible calls it our offensive weapon. It's an offensive weapon. The scripture calls it the sword of the Spirit. Quote a scripture at the devil and he He will leave you alone. Maybe you're tempted right now to to live in fear. We'll quote 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 7. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Maybe you're tempted not to trust God with your finances. We'll quote Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. My God, not my job, not my boss, my God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Maybe you're tempted to stay wounded and offended. We'll quote Psalm chapter 147 and verse number 3. He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Maybe you're tempted to stay in a sin or to stay in an addiction. We'll quote John chapter 8 and verse number 36. Whom the son sets free is free indeed. Maybe you're tempted to give up on your spouse, to give up on your children. Quote Joshua chapter 24 and verse number 15. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. My kids are acting crazy, but they're going to serve the Lord. My husband, my wife is acting cray cray, but they are going to serve the Lord. Maybe you're tempted to quit in life. Quote Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 9. Do not grow weary in doing good in due season at the proper time. You will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Maybe you're tempted to hurt somebody, to cuss somebody out, to get even, to hurt somebody. Quote Romans chapter 12 and verse number 9. Do not take revenge. Revenge belongs to the Lord. Give it to God. Vengeance vengeance belongs to God. He will repay. Listen, take a scripture and quote it on the devil. Whenever you're being tempted, somebody says, I'm a new Christian. I don't even know one Bible verse. Google you a scripture and work it on the devil. Hey, hey, hey. Get your smartphone. Get your computer and find you a scripture and work it on the devil. Resist with your word. Number two is resist with your will. Resist with your will. James chapter 4 and verse 7 says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you." Central, this is so key, this has helped me so much. Understand that you have a part in overcoming temptation. Submit yourself to God, you you have to do that. You have to pray, you have to read your Bible, you have to get to church. I, I love this four week challenge that has been given to us as a Central family. Come the next four weeks, you have to come, you have to submit yourself to God. You have to serve in a ministry. You have to submit yourself to God. And then the scripture says, resist the devil. That, that's what you have to do. You have to resist the devil. Resist the urge. Resist the temptation. Re- resist those feelings. Understand this. Being tempted is not a sin. Having a desire is not a sin. Having a thought is not a sin. It is when we, when we act on those desires, when we act on those appetites, And what I love is that you and I don't have to give in to the devil. Satan only has power to overcome us if we give it to him. See, here's what I love. Herbert Cooper can never say this. I can never say, the devil made me do it. (laughs) I can never say that. Because I can submit myself to God. I can resist the devil. And it's not always easy. I want to be real with you today. Temptation comes my way all the time, every day. So many different temptations. Well, one of my greatest temptations is I, I love to respond quickly. I struggle with patience. And so when somebody says something to me that irritates me, I want to respond back now, even via text. I will just, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm preacher smooth with it. I'm smooth with it, you know? I'm passive aggressive. Ah, mm. I love you in Jesus' name. Uh! Take that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And it jumps all over me. I mean, I, I, it just, it's, it's like somebody does something stupid and I'm just like, I'm gonna let, uh, it just gets all, oh, I just want ooh. Calm down, Herbert. <laughs> 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 <sighs> Don't say anything. Be quiet. Don't send the text right now. Wait 10 minutes. No, go ahead, wait 30 minutes. Calm down some more. <laughs> Help me, Lord. Those desires come. I mean, those urges come. But I can't submit myself to God. I can resist the devil, and he will flee. Resist with your word. Resist with your will. Number three is this. Resist with your way. Resist with your way. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 22 says, run. Come on, everybody, shout, run! Oh, you didn't shout, shout, Run! Run from, notice there's anything, anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Let me tell you one of the keys to overcoming temptation. Run from it. Run from sin. Run, baby, run. You got to Run. You don't try to avoid eating sweets by sitting in Dunkin' Donuts all day, every day. (laughs) That's not a good plan. And yet, that's what we do at times. We're wondering why we're not overcoming temptation, but look at the environment we're putting ourselves in. Look at the friendships that we're in. Look at who we're hanging out with at work. Look look at the environments that we're placing ourselves in, and here's what the Scripture teaches us. If we want to overcome temptation, no matter how long you've known Jesus, no matter how long you've been living for God, no matter if it's been one day or if it's been 50, 60-plus years, here is a formula to overcome temptation. Run, baby! Run! Run, baby, run. Flee. Run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Number four, number four, number four. Let me drop one more one more on you. We're gonna win over temptation. We're gonna win over temptation. Number four. Resist with your worship. Resist with your worship. I I love this. Let me take you back to this scripture. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but We have one who was tempted in every way. Jesus was tempted in every way, every way that you and I are tempted. Just as we are. Yet, he did not sin. And because he's tempted in every way, because he can relate to us, because he understands us, because he cares about us, he knows what we're going through. Numbers verse 16. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. When we're tempted, when we're struggling with the sin, we need to approach God's throne of grace. Why should we approach God's throne of grace with our temptation, with our sin? Because God has plenty of grace. He has plenty of mercy. He has plenty of forgiveness. He has plenty of strength. He has plenty of hope. You've got to approach God's throne of grace. And here's what the sly, slick, deceptive devil tries to do to you and I. He tries to shame us. He tries to put guilt and condemnation on us to drive us away from Jesus, from the very one that can help us. I know this in my own life. When I mess up, when I do something stupid, I say something stupid, you know, you know what comes on me? It's a shame. How are you going to preach Did you really do that? Did you say that? You don't don't pray. You don't need to be reading your Bible. Look, Look at you. And the devil tries to shame you. And yet the scripture says he was tempted in every way. So do you know what we should do every time we're tempted, every time we're struggling, every time we fall into a sin? We should approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Because our strength comes from him. Mercy comes from him. Forgiveness comes from him this next four weeks. Don't let the devil push you out of church. Be in church. Run to God, not away from God. So you know what I've learned to do when I am tempted, when I struggle? I come to God and I say, God, I come to you with my worship. I come to you with prayer and reading the Bible and I'm not going to run from you. I'm going to run to you. And I want us to do that right now because some of you are being severely tempted. Some of you have been giving into temptation. Some of you find yourself in addiction, and the devil is trying to shame you and cause you to run away from God instead of run to God. And the best thing that you could do today is say, God, I'm bringing all my temptation, all my sin, and all my struggle, and I'm bringing them to you because you're the God that cares. It's okay not to be okay because you're the great God that forgives, that cleanses, that heals, that sets free, that restores. Come on, worship team, let's sing this song together. Come on, would you run to God real quick, Central? Would you run to God with your sin, with your temptation? Would you let God help you today that you could win over temptation? Come on, let's sing this song together. father i thank you today for victory i thank you that we're going to win over temptation i thank you when we fall and stumble that we've got a great god to run to that covers us with grace and with mercy i thank you today god that we are victorious not because of us but because of jesus so we worship you and we praise you for victory today in jesus name we pray amen and amen